My daughter was a huge inspiration for starting Etra. When she was young and she did not know what I did every day when I would go to work and she didn't see what my friends were doing and they all had amazing jobs, I realized that we were falling down on the job a little bit. We were so concerned with coming home and being focused on what was happening in the house and you know throwing the briefcase under the couch or wherever it would go that I wasn't actually sharing my work experience with her. Episode three, things we care about, paying it forward. Welcome to season four of Confident with me, Sherry West, and my fearless daughter, Olivia. This season, we'll be talking with some fierce female leaders about things we really care about, including the gender gap and social justice. We hope that these conversations spark your passion and sense of agency to affect positive change. Are you ready? Welcome, welcome everyone. (sighs) Liv, today we start on a sober note um, because around the world, eyes are on the Russia-Ukraine war. It's such a devastating situation with more than one and a half million refugees already fleeing the country. And that number could rise to over 4 million refugees. Yeah, we stand with Ukraine and its people. We also raise our voices on the racism that has arisen in the handling of these refugees. Um, To better understand the conflict and how to send aid, see the incredible video made by our Leadership Council president, who is actually a Ukrainian immigrant. So important to raise our voices. Mm -hmm. And um, on a cheerier note, this episode of Confident is timed with International Women's Day. It's a day where we at Live Girl imagine a world that provides access for all women to thrive and succeed. It's and it's really, truly one of the reasons why I founded Live Girl to build a better world for you, Olivia, <laughs> and for all these brilliant, diverse next gen leaders um, to build, help build a world free of bias, stereotypes and discrimination and a world that's diverse, equitable and inclusive. So happy Women's Day to you, Olivia. And happy Women's Day to you, too. And we've got a phenomenal <laughs> woman that we're interviewing for this episode. Um, so one that's really remarkably paying it forward um, by through the founding of her own organization. And um, let's get into the interview. Yeah. Alana Rea is the founder and CEO of Etray, and author of the epic mentor guide and award-winning Etray. Girls, who do you want to be? A former corporate attorney, Alana is a member of the International Space Station U.S. National Lab Education Subcommittee and served on the National Girls Collaborative Champions Board. Alana writes for HuffPost, Miss Magazine, and Thrive Global. She was recently named the Forbes Next 1000 list. Welcome to Confident, Alana. Thanks so much for having me. And we should say welcome back to Live Girl, yes. Alana, because it's with fondness that I recall um, getting together with you several years ago. We had a Live Girl community book event for your when your first book was published. So it's so exciting to see you back here today and, and to talk about your second book that's being published later this I'm month. I'm so happy to be back. And I love the fact that our missions are so aligned and our groups are so intertwined. I mean, it just makes it feel like family all the time. So thanks for having me. That's right. It's, it's going to take all of us to, to make sure. strides in women's equality. So I'm glad we're in the fight together here. So <laughs> Um, yeah, we've got so much that we want to talk to you about. Um, you want to get started? Alive? Yeah. So our first question we like to ask everyone is tell us something that Google doesn't know about you. Okay. This is such a great question. <laughs> um, I think 
Google would not know how loud I play the music when I'm cooking and how so, so much of it is Springsteen. But if you walk into my kitchen while I'm cooking, there's literally Springsteen, like the good Jersey girl that I am at a deafening level. And I would think that most people don't know that. Okay. It sounds like you have a fun kitchen. Have, yeah. you, have you seen Springsteen on Broadway? I have. It was phenomenal. Met, Magical. Met yes. your expectations as a Springsteen fanatic. So that's a pretty, pretty big. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then some. It was tremendous. That's awesome. Well, Lana, you've had such an accomplished career. We'd love for you to share your confidence file with us. And so that just means any of the experiences or roles that you would pull out that have really led to the success of today. You know, I think a lot of the experiences that I had that really shaped me happened when I was younger, you know, more around the age of your audience, even. Um, I think I went to an all women's college and that really changed me. And I think that I became a completely different student and much more willing to advocate for myself and try to bring change early on. And I think that was largely because the college that I was in. Um, I spent my junior year of that college in Washington um, with the Senate Judiciary Committee on one of their subcommittees, on the subcommittee on the Constitution, and working in D.C. at a really early age and being given responsibility and, and being able to sit in on hearings and really see what was happening there was such a complete departure from everything I had been doing before. And it, I mean, it just solidified my desire to be a lawyer. So I think those two things probably, and they were right around college. I knew I wanted to go into law when I was in high school, but going to college and then going to DC. Um, and then I worked for a judge while I was in college too. And those three things probably were very formative for my next steps. Mm -hmm. That's so fun. I never knew that about you, that you, that you attended an all women's Mm -hmm. college. And I do, there's just a ton of research about the power of female affinity spaces and being in female only spaces. And obviously now that's come full circle by you founding ETRA and providing that sisterhood and that space for, for the next generation. That's a really, that's really cool. And I got to say, I want to work in DC too. So that's also really amazing. You know what? Do it. It is, it was such a great program. I went to Smith and they have a program for juniors and you apply and then you spend nine months of the year there. And it was so fantastic. And there's always something exciting happening. And I mean, go if you can. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to. So could you tell us about the biggest risk you've ever taken and what you've learned from it? Yeah, I think the biggest risk I've ever taken was actually leaving law, which I loved so, so much, and then taking the step to found ETRA. It was unexpected. If someone had told me coming out of law school that I would ever not be practicing law, I never would have believed them. Um, It was a really big risk, but one led to the other in a very natural way. I had tremendous mentors when I was working. My very first mentor at our law firm was a woman. She was incredible. I did mergers and acquisitions. And being at that firm was a really safe, really comfortable place. I was there twice. I was there once for six years. Then I left for six years when my kids were small. And then I went back for another 10. So I loved that firm. And there got to a point where I just thought there was more I wanted to do. I had been there a long time. And when I retired in 2014, there was a big, terrifying moment of what's next. And it was a big risk to start to launch a website, to not know what it was going to be. What Etra is today is very different from what I initially imagined it would be. I'm sure that's the same for you with Live Girl as well. Um, And it was a big risk. And I'm one I'm so, so happy I took. 
And and so are all of these next gen yeah. leaders. So, so happy that you took that risk. But I can definitely relate to that risk because I also left corporate America, took a few years off to, you know, have have raised my small children and then founded Live Girl. And on that point, I just love, um, I don't know if you saw what LinkedIn just did recently, um, like last week, they just added in their LinkedIn career profile the ability for women to add in career pause or anyone to add in career pause which I think is brilliant in, so you know, in, you know, working toward an inclusive workforce where we are normalizing, you know, the ability and the value of taking some time off with young children. So I love that. And then you went on to like, you know, build this amazing business, Etra and, and, and Live Girl as well. Um, and so let's talk more about Etra because it's just the, the work that you're doing is incredible. And, um, this season, we're talking about things we care about. And one of the things we care deeply about is paying it forward, which is exactly what you're doing. So can you just talk about kind of the inspiration behind Etra and also the importance of mentoring? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as I said, I had amazing mentors while I was working. The other thing that inspired me, and again, the fact that you two are sitting next to each other is so close to my heart because my daughter was a huge inspiration for starting Etra when she was young and she did not know what I did every day when I would go to work and she didn't see what my friends were doing and they all had amazing jobs. I realized that we were falling down on the job a little bit. We were so concerned with coming home and being focused on what was happening in the house and you know, throwing the briefcase under the couch or wherever it would go that I wasn't actually sharing my work experience with her. And so I started taking her to lunch with women who had cool jobs where I thought she would like to see it. That turned into the beginning of Etra, which was launching the website with the idea of catching girls in middle school when their confidence can drop. And we've all seen the stats, you know, the 30% stat, quitting your sport at twice the rate of boys by the time you're 14. And there are so many other, even more recent stats to that effect. To be able to launch a website to say, stay close to what you love, here are free resources and inspirational quotes from amazing women. So if you want to pursue athletics, here are quotes from collegiate and professional athletes. If you're interested in finance at an early age, here are Wall Street women who have something to say to you about financial confidence. The website went up in 2016. It grew much faster than I thought it would, in large part because Ariana Huffington got an email from me and responded. And I started writing about girls' issues right away. And that really led us to the heart of what Etra does, which is to bring girls directly into companies and meet female leaders. And that really became the heart of the mentorship was to be able to say to girls, you're not just reading the quote, we're not just interviewing them for HuffPost or Thrive or any of the other publications. We're gonna walk into boardrooms, we're going to spin in the boardroom chairs. We are going to meet female leaders. We're going to ask them every question we have, and they're going to answer you with candid and really inspiring answers because they remember what it's like to be you. And so Etra in French means to be. And the idea literally is to bring girls into companies and see what is possible to be. I love that. I love that story so much. And just the fact that it just takes one person, in this case, Mm -hmm. you, Alana, like to, to have this idea and to, and to make it happen. And the mentoring is so important because, um, you know, the stats are staggering, quite honestly, that only like 4% of teen girls will talk to a parent, teacher, or counselor when they're feeling sad or anxious. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we know that 
teens replace their parents with peers as their key influencers. And so many don't have a positive ad adult influence in their life during those very formative years to really show them what's possible. So I, I, I just, I love the work of Etra so much. Um, and stats are important too, because you see the companies recognizing it, right? Like 90% of those who have been mentored are likely to go on and mentor someone else. Right. And, you know, someone who's been mentored is five times more likely to become promoted. So even at the corporate level, companies see that having a mentorship program for their employees is important. They're also recognizing that it's important to mentor down to that next generation. If you want more women at the table, you have to save the seats for girls. And so companies are extending their leaders, their female leaders to say, yes, I will have these mentor moments with younger kids, middle school, high school. By the time they get to college, they can turn around and say, hey, I met you. Could I talk to you about an internship? Would you take a look at my LinkedIn profile? And knowing that these companies are now bringing that mentorship full circle. That's awesome. Yeah, that's incredible. And I feel like when we talk about, you know, the modern day, we can't really ignore the pandemic. Um, so how did Etra pivot during the pandemic? And what were any business or life lessons that you learned? Yeah, a ton. <laughs> um, like everybody else, it, it came out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, we could no longer walk through the door of a company and meet everyone in person. But the need for connection was greater than ever. And the need to investigate new areas and follow new interests was important because, as you know, all of those things that you were doing in high school, your spring musical, your fall season, the year, any of those, it just went away. So we had a twofold need. We had to continue the relationships with the companies. We had visits lined up. What were we going to do with those connections? And we needed to feed a deep interest for our girls because a lot of things were taken off the table. We pivoted right away to, we called them mentor pop-ups, virtual mentor pop-ups, where we would just put girls in a Zoom instead of a boardroom, bring women in, and same format, ask your questions, talk about career paths, answer really specific questions that girls had. How did you get this job? Do cover letters matter? How do I do a virtual interview? Those same questions. And two things happened. We wound up including girls from all over in different countries, which had never happened before. Our visits had been primarily in the tri-state area because that's where I am and renting buses and moving girls around. Um, all of a sudden we had girls in Turkey, in India, in Israel, joining these mentor pop-ups. And the second thing that happened was that girls were asking the same questions. It didn't matter whether you were in Jerusalem or in California, girls were asking the same questions about the same companies. And that really struck me. So in terms of our business model, the pivot to virtual broadened our audience, made it a little bit more global. I mean, in, in a small way, not thousands, but, but in a really interesting and important way. Um, and it showed that girls everywhere want to know the same things about the work world. And that actually was the beginning of the inspiration for the book. And that's awesome. And just a reminder that, you know, we are all connected on this planet, right? And so um, that's really and a silver lining of the technology. And we, we found the same thing at Live Girl, like really, you know, the remote um, programs give access to girls anywhere. So uh, it really is a silver lining. So now on to the books, you're publishing your second book, which is so exciting. Congratulations. Just yeah, congratulations. That's Thank so you. amazing. 
Um, just tell us a little bit about, you know, what was it like the second time around and you're going to be in person or virtual or kind of what you've got on the horizon and with the book launch. Yeah, so the book launch, um, it launches on the 15th of March. So we are just, you know, a week away. Um, and the book, the idea for the book came from, as I said, those questions that were being asked in virtual pop-ups. And I thought if we could collect all these questions and then get the right woman to answer each one, that could be a lot of fun. So it started out as a COVID project. Um, I collected questions from girls from all over, and I just said, be as specific as you can. If there's a company, if there's a brand, if there's an industry, get specific about your questions. And the questions came in like, how can I get someone at Pixar to look at my art? How can I get an internship at SpaceX? How do you network on TikTok? Um, as well as sort of the broad questions, um, what do you do if you hear no at work? Or what do you do if you think people are expecting too much of you? Big, giant questions that your audience has, that girls everywhere have. And then I started sending about five emails a day for a year, um, I kid you not, to different women. Hi, I'm doing this project. We got this question. Are you the right person to answer it? If you're not, who would you suggest? And just going through, I thought if we got 50 women, it would be amazing. Because in the last book, I had you know 50 women and I thought, or 40 women, I thought that would be great. We wound up with 180 women um, and just unbelievable people. And that I think was the most thrilling part for the girls was that in addition to the icons that that answered, you know, Bobby Brown, Tyra Banks, the Skim founders, um, Lily Ledbetter, we wound up with really interesting industries. You know, we have chess champions and archaeologists and Olympic athletes and neurosurgeons and news anchors and all of that answering questions specifically posed to them. Um, so 180 women, every one of them gave her preferred social media handle. And that I love so much because it extends that mentor moment. It's not just one question and answer. All of these women said, here's where I hang out, whether it was TikTok or Twitter or LinkedIn, DM me, follow me, continue to hold me up as a mentor and a role model. And that I really loved. Um, and a lot of the companies in the book are companies where there's already a brand affinity. Girls asked Dylan Lauren how she started Dylan's Candy Bar, you know, asking about the stock exchange, asking companies where they could see themselves perhaps working someday. And all of the women were unbelievably generous with their advice. And, you know, I love that as you describe that, that your book is actually such a powerful example yeah. of networking. Yeah. Like you are just, you're, you know, you're out there and you're asking women to answer these questions. And I think it is, it really does illustrate how, you know, women want to pay it forward. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, you're out there asking the questions and they're answering because they, they want to see these young, this next generation rise too. Um, so that's, that's really, yeah. that's really cool. I can't wait to read it. And also to um, co-host, a book stop on March 22nd at UMass. Yes, we're excited. Um, so any of our listeners who are in Connecticut or nearby Stanford, Connecticut, come on by. Um, the information's on our website. Yeah, we have books. There'll be a signing. We have book swag for anyone who comes out. We've got all kinds of Etra logo stuff going on. The hardcovers just came. I can show you guys. They just came. Oh, it looks they beautiful. Look so good. So thank you. We love swag. So oh, yeah. <laughs> well, who does not? Um, well, and you know, the, I feel like girls are so invested in this book. You know, the whole idea for the book is to continue to keep Etra events free 
for girls always, no matter where they are, as we scale, as we move in different states to be able to do that. And their questions are what powered the book. These were not role model quotes that women had given to some other interview and we just collected them and put them in the right place. Every one of these was an answer to a question posed by a girl during COVID. Um, and I think the women were able to do it because everyone was more available. Everyone was on their phone. Everyone, it was easier to reach women, I think, during COVID in a weird way because everyone was just constantly available. I don't know that this would have worked as well three years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Well, Alana, we could keep talking to you all afternoon, um, but I think we should probably transition into our, our, our closing speed round. We always ask a couple of fun questions at the end, just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. So the first one is, and if you can fill in the blank, my mantra is, that. My mantra is raise your hand instead of lowering your standards, um, which I say all the time, but I really do mean it. Whether you're raising your hand to volunteer for something, to ask a question, to protest something that doesn't sit right with you, raise your hand. Someone else has the same question. Don't wait for someone else to ask or advocate for you. Raise your hand instead of lowering your standards. I love that. That's awesome. Um, the next question is, who is the leader you admire most? Oh, holding a book with 180 leaders in my hand, that is literally uh, impossible for me to answer. I'm gonna, I am going to kick it to the women who participated in this project, um, the women who took their time to really read a question and answer it with thought and seriousness. Um, I, every one of those leaders right now are just on a pedestal for me. I agree. And just everyone's going to have to read your book and then they can pick out their own <laughs> nearby. Um, and last question, what are you obsessed with right now? I love that question. Um, I am obsessing over all the other books actually that are coming out this spring. Um, and I will just name a couple of them. Um, Fran Hauser has a book called Embrace the Work, Love Your Career that is coming out really soon. Minda Hart's You Are More Than Magic, a book for girls coming out soon. Reshma Sajani has Pay Up coming out. Daisy Dominguez has Inclusion Revolution. There are so many powerful books, and I do not believe that they are beyond girls reading them. These are important things, and I would never underestimate the readership of the girls in our organizations. Pick them up, get them off your big sister's shelf, you know, or your aunt, your mom, whoever. I think that there are great books coming out this spring, and the women are just such rock stars who are putting them out there. And I would I would recommend, I'm obsessing over every one of those books. Yeah, one more I have to, I must add is Level Up by Stacey Abrams. Yes, and yep. Heather and we're actually interviewing Heather Cabot on International Women's Day uh, tomorrow on March 8th. Yep. And also we've got, we're doing a book event with Fran Hauser on June 2nd. She actually serves on the Live Girl Advisory Council. Oh, so I love that. I agree with that list. Mm -hmm. There are some powerful, phenomenal women writers um, putting out some great books. I'm right doing now. an event with her on the 23rd. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Um, well, Alana, thank you for all you're doing to pay it forward and to mentor these next generation of diverse, brilliant female leaders. Um, it's just incredible. I love Etra. And we'll make sure that we put in the show notes um, how to learn more and get involved with Etra. Yes, come find us. And to our audience, can we ask a favor? If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and share it with a friend.
And in closing, I'm Sherry. And I'm Olivia. And we hope that you feel more confident after today's episode. And today's call to action is to pay it forward yourself by mentoring a girl. Get involved with either Utra or Live Girls She Cares mentoring program today. See our show notes.